Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Okay, I've had enough of this. Take your bag off. Take your bag off. You're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. You are done. Get off of me. You're done. What are you doing? You're done. You're not going to assault the principal. Put your arms behind your back. Put your arms behind your back. Ow! You're leaving my arms. Get off me. Ow! Get off me. The world's gone insane. Everything is upside down. You want you want me to present to you a Rembrandt view of the world. A Republicans good, Democrats bad, Trump perfect, everyone else evil. The world isn't like that. It's not a Rembrandt painting. It hasn't been, never will be. The world today is more like a Picasso painting with a split face. Half the face is looking one way, half the face is looking the other way. The colors are all wrong. Nothing looks like reality. Here's a story for you of a New Mexico cop beating up an 11-year-old girl, throwing her to the floor. You heard her crying. You know what her crime was? She took too much milk from the cafeteria. Now, he resigned. He should go to jail. He should be tried and sent to prison for what he did. I watched the video. I started to boil. I said, what if this was your daughter or granddaughter? What would you do? I know what I would have done if I was there and I had a weapon. I'll tell you what I would have done. But I wasn't there and I didn't have a weapon. But I watched it and I got angry. New Mexico officer resigns after excessive force an 11-year-old girl who allegedly took too much milk. 
what the hell is going on with some of our cops? Are there any retired police from real cities who can tell me what the hell is happening in so many cases? Now, don't get me wrong. Right away, you're going to say, oh, you're a liberal because if you're a conservative, you have to support the police. That's nonsensical. There are rotten apples in everything, including talk radio. It's that simple. Now, that's only one story. There are other stories, and I'll tell you a bigger one than that. The government is hiding. Okay, there's, there's an outbreak of an epidemic amongst our children of paralysis. Polio-like disease causing paralysis in American children. The liars at the CDC are denying and hiding the link to the immigrants from Central America, primarily Honduras, who carried the EVD68 virus in from uh, Honduras, where it is endemic. I know the damn links. I've talked about it for three years now. And yet the people who work for Donald Trump and the CDC are daring to say it's a mystery. They don't know where the EV-68 virus is coming from, causing this epidemic of paralysis in our children in the U.S. Donald Trump should step in and fire the head of the CDC. Just throw him or her out. Get them out of there. They're worse than, you know, you heard about the military industrial complex. The medical industrial complex is even worse. So, yes, there's a link to immigrants carrying the EV-68 virus. They're from Honduras, where it is epidemic, and many of them have immunity to it. Here in America, we are like we are like the South Pacific Islanders who were exposed to various diseases when the uh, Spanish explorers came in there, whoever was in there at the time and killed them with their with their viruses. And that's why your children are getting these minor infections that turn into paralysis. Uh, I could tell you a lot more about it because I've studied it for three straight years. That's topic two. And by the way, they're all up on michaelsavage.com with the headline story that Jumbo Jim copied immediately in the second hour of his show. Jumbo Jim is well known for simply promoting Donald Trump and having no ideas of his own. Everyone has known Jumbo Jim as an idea thief for the last 25 years. Everyone knows that. It's well known in the business. So I put this up. World protests is the world breaking down. And Jumbo Jim ran with it. And I, I appreciate that Jumbo Jim is using my website and my tweets for for uh, program uh, direction or tweets. Very good because... As Lao Tzu said, it doesn't matter who gets credit for what you do as long as what you think is out there. Well, that was before uh, the age of competition in which we live. Here's another little story for you. Gavin Newsom's most ridiculous California laws. Gavin Newsom wrote 870 new laws. 870 laws by a new governor. He's a radical left-wing activist who thinks he will one day be governor. He is about the most extreme of all of them. He makes occasional cortex look like a conservative. Now, what are Gavin Newsom's crazy laws? Well, I have a couple of them in my hand. You'll never believe some of them. Uh, Here's one that's been on the book since the 1880s. Since the 1880s in California, felons were not allowed to vote. Gavin Newsom came along and he said felons may report for jury duty. Now, that's a law that's been on the books since the 1880s. It was reversed and will now allow most people with felony convictions to serve on juries. That's Gavin Newsom, the would-be president. Same-day voter registration expanded by him to make sure more illegal aliens can vote. No more tiny hotel toiletries from Gavin Newsom. These miniature plastic shampoo bottles in California hotels are being ruled out. They will be illegal. Can't get them anymore because they're illegal. How about gun gun laws that Gavin Newsom passed violating the Second Amendment? You and I both know they want to eliminate guns altogether. 
So how did the clever Gavin Newsom do it? Well, it's the first state in the union that will allow employers, co-workers and teachers to seek restraining orders against other people and have their guns seized. That means that anyone could go to a crackpot left wing judge to take away someone's guns if they are deemed to be a danger to themselves or others. Governor Jerry Brown had previously vetoed the bill twice. Even Jerry Brown knew this was unconstitutional, but that has not stopped any twosome newsome from uh, passing such an unconstitutional law. What else did Gavin Newsom pass? I think 870 bills passed by this left winger. No more lunch shaming. Now, I don't know what lunch shaming is, Jim. I never heard of it. I never heard of it, but apparently it's a thing called lunch shaming. Gavin's new law guarantees all students a state-funded meal of their choice. What do you mean of their choice? They can go to any restaurant and, and, and buy it? Even if their parent or guardian has unpaid meal fees. The measure bans the practice of lunch shaming, in which students who owe the school money for meals were denied food or given a cheaper alternative meal. You hear this? No, they should all get filet mignon with maybe uh, cutlery service in the schools. Senate Bill uh, 395 is a real doozy. It will allow California drivers who hit a deer, elk, antelope, or wild pig to salvage and eat the roadkill they create. The same goes for those who stumble on dead... Wait, I'm sorry. The same goes for those who stumble on dead roadside animals. Now, why would a crackpot law need to be written about eating roadkill, Jim? Can you understand this? I don't even understand this. If you run over a deer, you couldn't eat it until Gavin Newsom came along to permit you to eat a dead deer? Banning election... Okay, I, I don't want to read anymore. The world is going to, you know, we're in a handbasket. Whether it's in Chile where they went on strike over a subway fare going up a dollar. Barcelona, because of breakaway separatists in Catalonia. Catalonia. Hong Kong, we know what they're rioting over, freedom from the communist oppression uh, that uh, Gavin Newsom and the Democrats would like to bring to America. Lebanon, they're fighting over austerity measures, which means that they, the government doesn't have the money to pay for all of these uh, things that they're paying for, rioting. Haiti, the poor people in Haiti, rioting because uh, of the fuel shortage and spiraling inflation. It's interesting to me there are no riots in the U.S. That's very, very intriguing to me. That ties into the issue of democracy. There's no question in my mind that democracy is not dying. It's been dead a long time. If you have a party called the Democrat Party that goes out of its way to cater to and empower non-citizens over their own citizens, meaning the citizens of the nation, something that... Uh, Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein have specialized in for 35 straight years. Why do you think they cater to non-citizens? Because the non-citizens are stupid. They don't have the language skills to even know what's going on. And they vote in a block, by and large. And they all vote Democrat. That is how these Harridans, Pelosi and Feinstein, stay in power forever. That is how a once great state of California became a one-party autocracy one-party autocracy and yet we on the other side don't protest why is it that we don't protest that's the question will we ever protest that's the bigger question there are other stories in the picasso layout of the show today let's see what else i have for you trump uses the word lynching in a tweet describing impeachment it's not the big issue they're making it out to be whatever he says they're turning into into something it isn't if you care to comment on any of these stories, I don't blame you, but I doubt that you will. 
855-400-7282, 855-400-SAVAGE. Uh, Tennessee politician seems to slander Pete Buttigieg in homophobic rant. I don't know that he slanders him. You know, he said something odd for a local politician in Tennessee in, at a public meeting in which he complained about a, quote, a queer running for president. Now, I understand that's somewhat homophobic, but the gay community itself uses the word queer, don't they? I thought that they do. I thought queer is a word that's used in the gay community. Sevier County Commissioner Warren Hurst stunned Monday's meeting as he spoke about gun owners' rights, also ranting about how hard it is for white men in modern society, which he's right about, by the way. And this thing about the president and the gay thing, I don't know. You know, I'm sick and tired of the whole issue, to be honest with you. I've said it a few years. I really don't care what you do with your body. It's your business. Just leave the children alone. To me, I'm a sexual libertarian. If you get your rocks off with someone of the same sex, it's your business, not mine. I've said it before. So please don't pin the donkey on me. Pin it on yourself. It's not a topic I care about. There are much bigger issues that I care about. Okay. And uh, I've given you some of them. I've given you the phone number. And an evening with Michael Savage is coming up next week. Life as a conservative in San Francisco. This is the last week to sign up for the video stream, which will be available right after the event for less than the price of a lunch. What you're going to do is uh, go to it's very hard to sign up. But whoever's doing my website, I said for five weeks now, can you make it easier? They don't know. I can't even sign up. I'm looking for it now. I can't find it. I don't know where to go to find a uh, sign up on it. It just shows you the kind of workers I have. This is five weeks now. I said, make it so people can sign up. I don't know where to sign up here. No, I don't know. I don't know how you get it. You have to buy a login. No one knows how to do it. Family members called. They said we can't sign. And I told them yesterday, two people can't get it right. Anyway, there it is. If you could figure out how to sign in, let me know, because I'd like to know how. Maybe I can get it over to my uh, crack staff on how to sign in. I'll be right back. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Hey, here's a question. How did you sleep last night? Did you spend the night tossing and turning, worrying? Now, look, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a Purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds, wheelchairs. Well, in 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. Now, what does that mean? How is Purple different from other mattresses? Listen, the Purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced. Why? Because it uses the brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam that I'm used to or you're, you're used to. No, no. The Purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the very same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable. Unlike foams, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you the zero-gravity-like feel, so it works for any sleeping position. Okay, 100-night risk-free trial. You're not satisfied? You can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free in-home setup, old mattress removal. You ready? You're going to love purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text SAVAGE to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to do this. You ready? Text SAVAGE to 84-888. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 84-888. Text S-A-V-A-G-E 
S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. An evening with Michael Savage, Life as a Conservative. And started out as a simple idea I had for a club I belong to, to do a little thing for 5 or 10, 15 people. Then it got out of control. There's 80 people now with a waiting list of 1,000 around the country. No one can get in there. It's a private club. You, you won't even know where it is. So I decided to post it as a video after the event for 10 bucks. Big deal. You have to click on three sites to get to it. So you go to michaelsavage.com and you'll see me performing. Teddy's going to be there. I, I shouldn't have told you that. It's, he start, you know, the Teddy started out with me in the year 2002. He was two months old. He was all black. He weighed like two pounds. God, I remember the day like yesterday. I was on the stage at the, uh, the time it was called the Chronicle Pavilion. It's now called the uh, something else, Concord Pavilion, Chronicle Pavilion. I had 7,000 screaming fans long before anyone knew Donald Trump's name. Long before anyone knew who he was outside of New York City real estate circles, I was pulling 7,000 paid customers at the pavilion. It was a great night. I put on a three-act performance. Teddy was with me. It is now 16 years later or more. Oh, Teddy, 16 and a half. He is mostly blind. He's mostly deaf. He almost kicked the can the other day. And he was, you know, we got him back from the dead this winter. That's awful. But okay, that's life. But I'm bringing him to the event because I want him to do his swan song. I want him to see people who know he's the mascot of the Savage Nation. He's like the little furball of the Savage Nation. He'll be there. And I'll, he's recorded. We, we hired a professional video guy. And you can watch the video stream on it by going to michaelsavage.com and go through the, the event. It'll be available November 1. I'm looking forward to it. I was there last night. I must admit I enjoyed setting up for it. And go. I like going into, into places where there are kitchens. I like large kitchens, commercial kitchens. I like dining rooms that are not set up. It, they're pregnant. They're pregnant with possibility. Empty dining rooms in, in big places. You know what I'm saying? I, maybe I'm just babbling on here. Because I don't really want to talk about Trump and impeachment. Not one more second. God should strike. I can't do it. I can't. I can't take another day of it. Not another second. I don't want to hear about it. I'm tired of it. We all know what's going to happen. We know that they're uh, in, 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 in such deep straits with their lie. According to the New York Times, six swing states were polled. And there were six battleground states. They all oppose impeaching Trump. 53% of voters in six battleground states oppose impeaching President Trump, according to a New York Times Siena College poll. And yet Adam Schiffless... And Nancy Galoshes continue to violate the wishes of the American people because of their personal vendetta. And they made a huge critical political blunder. You know, I talk about the blunder of withdrawing from Syria abruptly. Of course, I was right. The new uh, power player in the area is now Russia, not us. Trump created a vacuum by the abrupt withdrawal and Russia stepped in just now to broker a peace between Turkey and the Kurds. Uh, the Russians are going to protect the Kurds as they withdraw from the buffer zone, letting the Turks take over the buffer zone. But the new power player is now Russia. OK, that's what Nancy Pelosi accomplished by driving Trump crazy with this false impeach impeachment. But nevertheless, that just happened. The impeachment's going nowhere. What's the fat slob from New York, the ticket fixer with the pants up to his breasts? He's going to be the new leader of America. Where is that schmuck anyway? 
Where did he go, Nadler, that putz? He looks like a guy who used to serve corned beef sandwiches to me in, in Katz's Delicatessen when I was a kid. They all had like large male breasts with aprons up to below the breast part with blood on the apron. And, and, and Katz's Deli. That's what he looks like. How did this guy become a congressman? Oh, I'm sorry. It's New York City. Congressman. He was a, an insurance ticket fixer somewhere. A night school lawyer. Look what he is now. What did he think he'd be? Attorney general by now? No, they don't even see him. They're not even showing Nadler. He's such an embarrassment. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. How dare the president compare lynching to impeachment? How dare he do this? Does he not know the history of lynching oh, in this up, country? Get off your soapbox with the crap. Get know off. That get out of here. Of African Americans. Wait, wait. He goes on. He wants to impeach for one wrong word. Mob violence. Does he not know that this is the equivalent of murder? How dare the president compare Article 2, Section 4 of the Constitution, a lawful constitutional process, to mob violence and lynching? Because he is being lynched. That's why. Uh, when you did it to Clarence Thomas, he called it, did he call it an electronic lynching or something to that effect? You? High-tech lynching. How come you didn't get on your high horse then, Representative Al Green, and scream that you had to impeach uh, him or throw him out of office. Oh, I'm sorry. There was a racial differential between him and the man you hate so much, Donald Trump. So now whatever Trump says, he needs to be impeached. He said it's like a lynching what they're doing to him. Now already he should be impeached for that. You could say it was distasteful. I didn't like it. It offended me. No, no. Now it's an impeachable offense. Uh, look, Mr. Green or Rep. Al Green, whoever you may be from Texas, I know you're outraged. Yeah, right. You really are. This really upset you really deeply. Really, really, I guess you have to go for some kind of post-trauma disorder or something training. PTSD, probably, from the word. But, you know, when I had a hot dog with the president a few weeks ago, uh, I heard it was a kosher hot dog. Now, it could be that you could impeach him for serving kosher hot dogs to guests because that would prove he's anti-Semitic. Now, you say, well, why would serving a kosher hot dog be anti-Semitic to the Democrats? Because he's covering up his deep-seated connections to the Ku Klux Klan by overcompensating and serving kosher hot dogs instead of uh, unkosher hot dogs. So I, I'm just kidding, Al Green. It wasn't kosher. It was not a kosher hot dog. It was a re- Oh, well, it proves again. Why would he not serve kosher hot dogs? Because he hates Jews. This is what's going on now with these lunatics. The country has fallen apart. Everything is upside down. Jimmy in New York is joining us. Jimmy, it's good to hear from you. What's on your mind today? Good afternoon, Dr. Savage. A couple of things, but to be quite honest with you, the cops are under so much stress, and today they don't know. they got to walk with two feet and one shoe. My niece is a sergeant out here in uh, Brooklyn. She works Surf Avenue. So I know what they go through. I know the stress. They, don't, they can't do their job. Their hands are tied. So, but what, they did, what happened to this girl, this little kid, to hear her crying, uh, it breaks your heart. I mean, that's See, even- but that's what I'm saying, Jimmy. As a man... You could put aside all your political orientation, and you know this cop was way off base. Absolutely. 11-year-old child? She's a, you know, I would say she's black, which she is. You say, is that an issue? You know what? Probably. Probably. I would doubt very much if she were a white girl, 11 years old, with blonde hair and blue eyes, you would have thrown her to the ground and tackled her because she took too much milk in the cafeteria. How How could he scream at her, stop resisting arrest? What kind of guy is this? It's a child. It's a baby yet. But you All right, so we agree. Yes, nobody could take a cop's job today. It's impossible. No. It, what, what else is on your mind, Jim? 
What else is on my mind is I watched you last night four times. Yes, I did four times. What, watching you cook, seeing your hat, that beautiful shirt, my beautiful Teddy, and then she, he, he walks away. And how you cooked, and you don't do that. And I loved what you said, a lot of things about the bread and everything else. And the people, what annoyed me, which really it was an insult to me because I told you how I feel about you, and it's, and it's 100%. I don't like the insults of make sure the paper towel don't go on fire. What makes oh, oh, you mean, okay, yes. Oh, like, explain. I did a Periscope on Twitter. Sunday night, I got bored. So I cooked for the people again. I'm going to try and do a Sunday night cooking show. They're, they're short. This was 20 minutes. I don't know how long, 20 minutes. I cooked scallops and rice and vegetables, right? And it was very popular. Got a lot of views. But you're talking about the moronic trolls that come on to make dirty, dirty comments, right? The losers in life. Dr. Savage, look at what you're doing for us. Everything that you go through in your own life. See, I-, I would like to have anyone who wants to insult me on Twitter have to post their home address and a picture of themselves so that Jimmy from Brooklyn could go visit them with his friends. They're up here. <laughs> you just let me know. Drop it in the mailbox. <laughs> I actually have somebody who can trace IP addresses for me if I really cared that much. I've gotten a few. Oh, I've gotten a few of these people to stop. They think that they think that they're invisible and anonymous. These are very bad people. Now, when I was cooking, did I remind you of anyone in your family? Just the way I cook. You reminded me of me, but I also saw you got annoyed. You banged the lid because people were insulting on there, and I didn't like it. The scallops were delicious. I love when you dropped it. I, when it fell, I thought it fell on my floor in my kitchen. I was so hungry, I made a potato and egg omelet after I. But I picked it up, didn't I? I washed it off and put it back in the in the hot oil. I didn't throw it away. You did, but you got to heat the pan first. Would would your mother throw a, if your mother, God rest her soul? Well, I should say your wife, but you're divorced. Would she pick up something from the floor that fell out of her pan and use it again? No, I would throw the pan out because she burned everything, my ex. <laughs> she put everything on oil. <laughs> Fobberware lasts 100 years, people have it. I had it six months. <laughs> you know what lunch? You know that, that shaming lunch? That was invented because of my ex-wife, you know. They used to look at her at the lunchroom and say, what a shame how much you're eating. Kistu burka manjada, basta, basta. You mean she was a little heavy set? A little heavy. Are you kidding? If she moved left, everything went right. If she moved right, everything went left. Yeah, but wait a minute. Come on. Stop fat shaming it. Did you marry her because she was on the, You like big. A big? Yeah, but big was one thing, doctor. When she gave birth, when she was pregnant. When wait, I, wait. Are you saying she put on weight after the birth or she was heavy when you married her? No, she was heavy when I married her. When, when oh, so wait a minute. Stop. A, so you were attracted to the heavy. Wait, you were attracted to the heavy. Yes, because I needed somewhere to nestle in the winter. <laughs> guy. <laughs> no, that's a whole that's a whole thing about guys who like fat women. I, I understand there's a whole thing on that. Because all they show is the heroin look, the skinny models, you know, that always look like transgenders, post-surgical. Tra- I mean, the look in America is of transgender. It looks like transgendered uh, men, most of the models that they show today. I like a big girl. I like to, you know, I, I like... No, I play, Jimmy, this is a family show. I don't care what you like. No, I know, but I, it, it didn't last too long, I'm telling you. Doctor, you know what I wanted to... Did, did you produce children with this with this uh, wife? Uh, oh, I had my beautiful son. Oh, the one who died. That's sorry horrible. about it. He's, he's in a good place, Doc. Yeah, but don't, you know when my... Don't, don't, don't. I, I, I'm going to start to get sad now. No, I don't feel... How do you have such a spirit, losing a son and having had such a fat wife who you hated? 
But well, because after after my son passed away, I had to leave her because if she rolled over during the night, that was it. I'd die. She'd smother me to death. I'm telling you, they want to. Get I think the- you made up the, the heavy set wife. This is borderline. You're making it up, right? No, if I send you a picture, but you said you don't want pictures, you would say, "What are you a mental case?" When I told my mother I wanted to marry her, she gave me a slap across the mouth. I went to the bed. <laughs> my what, what did your What did your friends say when you brought her around? What are you insane? What's the matter with you? We're gonna. What are you gonna do? How are you gonna? It's a family show, doctor. Believe me. But anyway, you know when she. Oh, so you like my cooking video? So look, Jimmy. No, I didn't. You, I loved it. I loved, you it. loved it. And I wish you're a, you're like a super fan. You're, you're what's known as an obsessive super fan. This this could turn out to be like a John Lennon if I'm not careful. Not me. You I'm could not show a, up in San Francisco yet with a gun and say I love you and shoot me. Never, never. <laughs> Enough about my ex-wife, though. No, really, but I have to tell you the truth. I appreciate what you did, and I know how you felt about Teddy, and I know what you're saying about the... I took my miracle, my cat, to the uh, veterinarian. $149 for eight minutes. She wanted to give my cat Valium because she went to scratch. She goes, cat's trying to... Right, no, I took him in yesterday. I got a call from a person who takes care of him. She was panicking because the dog was crying when you touched him. So it was a Sunday. I had to go in Sunday. I didn't want to go to the veterinary clinic. I, and they sent a, a kid in. I don't even know if she spoke English. That was $105 plus a $38 for a little, a little medicine. Well, the girl that came in for me, I gave her a Stridex patch. She still had acne. I mean, I'm like, how old are you? <laughs> and then she wants to give my cat value. So listen, they're all mental cases. But about your cooking, I want to just say this to you, doctor. There's a difference between a Jewish mother and an Italian mother. An Italian mother will say to her son, eat this or I'll kill you. The Jewish mother says to her son, eat this or I'll kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that years ago. <laughs> I heard that. So one one uses one uses guilt, the other uses the Mussolini tactic. <laughs> That's why I got what, what do you think Pelosi was like as a mother? Oh that no, I don't know. By the time she got up and out of the casket and got oiled. <laughs> <laughs> You're fast. Where is Feinstein? What hook is she? Uh, yeah, where is she? How come that witch hasn't been seen? Where is she hiding? Well, but where do they go in, like, vats of olive oil, and then they come up when they have... I don't know. They're, they are slimy. But, Jimmy, let me ask you, how do you spend your days? You don't work, obviously. You just listen to my show. Never. I work, Doc, I work 26 years on the MTA, yes. I get a... Pe- well, what do you do? You do collections for the uh, local club? Now, that I do on the side when I have to make a couple of drinks or, you know, where... Uh Augie and the boys. You know how it is, Dr. Savage. You know I, I don't do. know how it is. I live alone in isolation with, a, with an old dog. What do I know? And Jimmy, I, I'm going to... But look, Jimmy, 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 I really would love you to come to the evening with Savage uh, next Tuesday, but I know you're not coming to San Francisco just for that, but... Let me tell you something. If you said, Jimmy, you get here, I'd be... I would leave tonight. On my honor, but I already paid the minute you mentioned it and it came up. I paid my credit card. Top. Oh, I'll tell you, Jimmy, I'm going to give you another free one because that's I, a guy like you has to come for free. So I'm going to Jim, Jim, Jim's Italian, by the way. Right, Jim? Who, me? My, my guy, Jim, Jim Verde. Aren't you Italian, Jim? He can't hear me. Jim. Yes, he said yes. No, talk to your Italian buddy, my, my uh, call screener, Jim Verde. Talk Italian to Italian. He's going to get you a free a free admission to the evening. Okay, give it to one of your buddies. That's you. That's he's such a good caller. I don't have to think about Trump when he's on the air. You know, it's like I don't have to think about Lindsey Graham. I could forget Syria. I forget beatings. I could forget uh, polls. I can forget the ACLU. I can forget Gavin Newsom. 
Isn't that what we need to do more of in our life is have a good time? Right, Jimmy? Like last night, I went to the club where I'm going to put the event on to do a walkthrough with the videographer and the lady who's running it. So, all right, when I got in there, I went to the bar and I ordered a um, Kettle One Martini, no vermouth, in those glasses. I swear to you, I remember what Jackie Gleason used to say, I'm feeling no pain. It took two, two gulps. I don't sip my drinks, I gulp them. You know, if I'm going to drink, I'm drinking for a reason. What are you talking about? You drink for the taste? Are you joking? Even the bartender laughed. He said, who are these people who say they're drinking for the flavor and the taste? I said, I don't know. They're faking it. He said, we all drink for only one reason. And I know what Jackie Gleason meant when he said, I'm feeling no pain. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. Okay, and we are back on The Savage Nation. So many topics. I can't review them. Eric in California, please make it quick. Go ahead. You're on The Savage Nation. That's fine, Dr. Savage. Uh, my question is this, that my comment, I guess, is that you know, I'm a 59-year-old white man with a family living in San Bruno, California. I've been through all this stuff. I understand a lot of what you talk about and what you're so- talking about. But for the life of me, and I've got relatives that buy in on this, too, how do you look at Donald Trump as the answer? You know, that what does he possess that says to you, yeah. Let me I, let me ask you: Are you su- are you suffering under Donald Trump in any way? Yes. You are. How are you suffering under Donald Trump? We've been spending two and a half years eating sugar donuts. The, the Eric, 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 be real now. H- how are you being impacted by Donald Trump? The economy's never been better. How are you suffering? Our wages have not gone up. Your wages have not gone up. That's not his fault. No, it's not his fault. I, I, I just feel like we're being let down the wrong path. How come, how come black unemployment, Hispanic unemployment is a 50-year low? Don't you think that's an achievement or an accomplishment if you're a businessman? I think that would happen anyway under, under, under full employment. Well, it didn't happen under Obama. It was heading that direction. Oh, come on. You know that that's a big lie. Stop it. Stop it. You know that socialist government can't produce jobs. Look, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, Eric. The evil Dems will impeach him. The Senate will decline to convict the president. The election will occur. Trump will win by a landslide because of the backlash against the Democrats and what they have done. Their temper tantrums, the dishonesty, the hypocrisy, the viciousness. Minorities will come over to Trump because they identify by the way, with victims, and they see Trump as a victim. The whole thing is upside down. And they also see that the Democrats have spent over two years focused on attacking the president while letting black murders in Chicago run out of control, while letting immigrants flood into the country, homelessness is getting worse, opioid epidemic is getting worse, all because of the Democrats' waste of time and persecution and lynching of Donald Trump. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. 
Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. But I'm going to do something different in this hour. I mean, we killed ourselves today to prepare a show for you. And we have the topics, the, the, the girl with the beating, Newsom's most ridiculous California laws, the government hiding link to immigrants carrying EV-68 virus from Honduras calling paralysis in children. Trump using the word lynching and everyone making believe they really care. I don't want to talk about any of it. I'll tell you the truth. I'm so, it's like, it feels like it's not autumn to me. It feels like it's springtime. Why does it feel like spring? Well, the weather's beautiful out in the San Francisco area this time of year. We get what's called, I told you yesterday, Indian summer. Gorgeous, flat, calm bay, no wind. Really nice. So I personally feel good. And the guys are in Dallas. They tell me the weather's great. But they also told me that a tornado blew through Dallas. When was it, Jim? Two days ago or two weeks ago? Two days ago. Missed our studio by a mile. If it had come through that area, it would have wiped out our studio where my show transmits. And we wouldn't even know what to do. I guess it'd have to be broadcast from my home studios out into New York. But then Jim and Robert would have to move to New York to, you know, handle. I don't know how that's going to work. Better send it up the chain, see what the management has to say about uh, uh, that. I'm going to take requests in this hour. The phone number is 855-407-282. We are getting calls on uh, roadkill because the esteemed genius who runs the state of California, the would-be president, Gavin uh, Any Twosome Newsome, has passed a slew of laws, I think 700 of them. What does he write these in this, in the toilet? All the people are reading like car magazines. He's writing a new bill. How can a guy pass 700 new laws? And one of them gives you permission to eat a uh, roadkill if you knock it off on the road. I don't know where it I don't have the story anymore, but I had it. One of Gavin Newsom's new bills is roadkill. Oh, here it is. No more uh, lunch shaming, gun restraining orders, roadkill. Where's the roadkill? Oh, there's another one. CBD is allowed in schools in California starting January 1. School districts will decide whether or not to allow parents to administer it to their children while at school. If a school district did allow cannabis on campus, it would only be under specific circumstances. Students would need a valid medical recommendation. You know what that means. A valid medical recommendation. That's like you, you sign on for Viagra online. Valid medical. It's a crackpot, you know, cruise ship doctor sitting somewhere in an office. And he's all right, what do you need? There's no such thing as valid medical recommendations today for this kind of stuff. Parents would have to bring the cannabis to the school, not store it there. Why? Just go into the principal's locker. And the cannabis would have to be in a non-smoking form. Isn't that wonderful? You can get your children stoned in Gavin's new state. But I wanted to go into the one about uh, uh, dead animals. I don't know where it is. Here. Senate Bill 395, written while Gavin was on a toilet will allow California drivers who hit a deer, elk, antelope, or wild pig to salvage and eat the roadkill they create. The same goes for those who stumble on dead roadside animals. Now, I live in different places, sometimes in Marin County, sometimes in the city. I move around. I do not encounter wild pigs down here. I do not encounter antelopes or elk. I do not. I, I encounter a deer once in a while. It's sad to see them dead on the side of the road. I don't know about you, but something about a deer with its eyes blown out from a car and like the tongue hanging out with flies in its nose. 
Would you want to eat that? Gavin Newsom says it's fine if you want to take it home and eat it. I don't get that. Does anyone know why a state would intervene on a thing like this? Why would it be illegal to eat that stuff if you're stupid enough to eat roadkill or poor enough and you're starving? Eat the roadkill. Why is it the state's business whether or not you eat roadkill? Is there a roadkill expert on the on the uh, Savage Nation today? Has anyone ever eaten roadkill? Okay, now it's not funny. To me, it's hilarious. Okay, busy season in California. Gavin, any Tucson News and signed 870 bills into law. This is incomprehensible. No more tiny hotel toiletries, CBD in schools. A law that's been on the books since the 1880s was overturned, allowing people with felony convictions to serve on juries. Same-day voter registration to make sure everyone from Mexico, Guatemala, and Nicaragua, and El Salvador can vote before they even get here. This is what the state has become, a complete and total dictatorship. It's like not a ship of fools, but it's a family show, so I can't say any more than that. Phone number here is 855-407-282, Wisconsin, Ryan, line four. You're on, your mo- you're on the show. What's on your mind? Yeah, I just wanted to share my experience with uh, what I guess you call this roadkill, which it would be. Um, what, 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 you've eaten the stuff? What, what, what kind of animal? It was a white-tailed deer. Okay. And um, I lived right outside of town at the time. And somebody had hit one right outside my house. I was inside the house. I saw the, uh, the police lights because there was obviously an accident. Went out there. It was a clean kill. The deer was dead. I didn't want anything to do with it. I uh, work with like, a lot of guys that are big into deer and meat venison. So I called one of the guys that I worked with, asked him if he was interested in it, came by, took the deer. All the meat was good. I, it got hit in the head. So it was basically so, clean. So he couldn't, he couldn't mount the head, in other words. The head, the head, so the head was not mountable. The head was not mountable. So it got hit in the head, so he couldn't mount the, the head on his, uh, in his living room? Oh, no, I think it was a doe. It didn't matter. He wanted- it didn't matter. I mean, Hunter might want to put a doe's head on his wall to show what a tough guy he is. <laughs> no, no, that's not what it was about. He just wanted- right, I understand what you're saying. So if it's just knocked off by a car, I could see eating it, right? I, and I, like I said, I didn't care. Is it land. legal in, in your state? Where was this? What state was this where they ate the deer? What state? Oh, uh, this is Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Don't, do you eat deer up there generally? I mean, deer hunters eat deer, right? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, uh, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, it's pretty pervasive up here. Yeah, we do. It's All a, right, so people hunt deer and eat them. So what's the difference between shooting a deer and eating it and running it over by a car? Well, it depends on the condition of the deer. Yeah, like if there's a tire track on its neck? Well, right. I mean, if you if all the actual uh, edible meat is destroyed, I mean, nobody's going to want it. But you know, I again, like I said, I, yeah. But what about coming upon a deal where the guts are hanging out? Ways. From the guts are hanging out. Could you eat that? This is kind of a pathetic sight. Hit by a car, the guts are hanging out of its nose. I mean, it's pretty ugly. Yeah, there are people who probably would eat that too. I don't know. Different strokes for different folks. What can I say? If I eat tongue once in a while in a Basque restaurant, how different is that? I do. I eat tongue. That's probably considered considered something horrendous and bestial. I don't eat a lot of it because tongue is very high in cholesterol, very, very rich in cholesterol, delicious. Oh, once in a while, I've eaten it in Italian restaurants. There used to be a guy in San Francisco who served it. They don't serve it anymore. But all organ meats are eaten by the Chinese. They eat the whole animal, the tail, the tongue, the nose, the ear, the eyes. But I would eat La Lingua. I'd go into a certain Italian restaurant. The guy's dead or left the city. Uh, I used to love going in there when I had time. I don't have time anymore. I'm too successful in the radio business to enjoy 
you know, drinking three glasses of wine and eating lunch and going collapsing in my room. I, I can't do it anymore. You know, you add it up. You say, you say, why shouldn't I do that again? What if I retired? What would I do with myself? Nothing. I don't play golf. I don't play tennis. I don't like to hike. I'm really bored of boating. I don't like to be on the bay anymore. It reminds me of death being out on the water when you think about it. Years ago, I didn't mind going out on a boat alone, like the old man in the sea, Teddy and I. And now I go out. It reminds me of eternity. Who needs it? And all I could think about is starting a, like a side business of like funerals at sea. Savages funerals at sea where your family brings the ashes to me and we go out on the boat. Who's going to do that with it? You know, I know a guy who had a boat like that. You want to hear what happened? They, you take your ashes out and some of the captains are inexperienced. So they turn the boat in the wrong direction. As they are throwing the ashes of the deceased into the water, uh, the wind is prevailing at the boat. So all of the guests at the funeral got the ashes of the deceased in their face. I'm not making this up. You know, you got to know which kind of captain you're going to use for this kind of burial at sea. At least the guy going to let the wind blow against the ashes instead of blowing the ashes into your face. It happened right in the face. Robert, I finally got a laugh out of Robert. He's got such a dark sense of humor. I can't. No, Viking funerals. I like that one. That is something I have been thinking about. Savages, Viking funeral funerals. Uh, but they're illegal. Everything, maybe. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Gavin just signed. I can eat roadkill now. Maybe he'd let me do a Viking funeral bill. He could do that in the toilet tonight. That if you want to be buried, anywhere you want to be buried, you could be buried in a Viking funeral in a rowboat. They tie you up in the rowboat, your, your corpse, and uh, they push it out to sea or tow it out. Okay, let's say it has to be a certain amount of time or, uh, offshore, like a mile. They tow out the rowboat, and let's say it's 100 feet, 200 feet. Gavin could figure out the law. It has to be 101 feet and three inches behind the towboat. Or 101 feet. And that could take five months of discussions of the uh, pinheads uh, who work up in Sacramento. One will say, no, it has to be 102 feet. The other say 103 feet. They could have lunches and dinners. They go to a conference on that, on, on Viking funerals and how far away. You tow it out and set it on fire and it burns off. And that's the end of it. And the boat burns and it goes. And that, that wouldn't be a bad way to go. Viking funerals are nice. I often look at Indian funerals. You know, you know they put it on the pyre and like Indian, they do it to this day. They don't know cemeteries in India. Have you noticed that? Maybe Christian cemeteries, yes. Or in the area where there's a large number of Jewish people in India, they have a funeral and a, and, a, and, a, and a burial. Did you know that there's a large area in India where there's a huge Jewish population? Been there for centuries. Would you believe? Unbelievable. What could be better than an Indian Jewish meal? I don't even know what it would be like. I can't imagine. Like a gefilte fish curry. I don't even know what it would be. There's actually a restaurant in San Francisco. This you're not going to believe how cultures blend into each other. You don't know this. Most people don't know it. I know it. I know everything. About food, I know it all. But seriously, because I've studied this. There's a region of India called Goa, G-O-A, that was conquered and colonized by the Portuguese for over 200 years. Think about this. What would you do if you were living in India and the Portuguese came? killed everyone and took over the area. Then in time, everyone forgot that the Portuguese were murderous conquerors. And then they blended into the society. And today, there is Goese, I think it's Goese, Goese, uh, Indian cuisine that has Portuguese spices in it. Would you believe it? Yeah, it's interesting. It's like Portuguese flavors, like spice, spice like in Portugal, but it's Indian food. I don't know if they eat roadkill in, in Goa, India. What, would they, what kind of animal, like an armadillo? Who knows what kind of Indian uh, wild animals they eat on the road there in India? What do they have over there? They have some kind of mule deer I've seen in the movies. I hope they don't eat elephant roadkill. That would be so tragic. 
Who? A monger? A mongoose? Who the hell would eat a mongoose? You better not tell Gavin that. He's liable to add it to the list of animals you're allowed to eat if there's an escaped mongoose somewhere in Northern California where there's a large Indian pot. Well, it's a Sikh population, rice growers. I don't know if they like mongoose up there. What, are we running short of time? I'm having fun. I'm just rapping today. This is what I like to do. I didn't say Trump once since the show started now in number two. We're Trump free. We're impeachment free. We're Nadler free. We're Pelosi free. We're uh, Schiff free. We're having fun here on the radio. Do you know that's the object? Do you remember that radio began as something to have fun? It was a division of entertainment. And all of a sudden, people came along and thought they were revolutionaries. And they laughed all the way to the Swiss banks in Gulf Streams back in a minute. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Karen in San Jose, welcome to the great KSFO Radio in San Francisco. What's on your mind? Well, I'm just calling in on your roadkill thing with um, Gavin Newsom. You know, if it's not, if it's fresh, then I think it's actually a good idea. You could call somebody who supports a homeless shelter or something, a soup kitchen, and they could use it. I know you, that. Do you actually think that homeless people would wait? Do you actually think homeless people would eat a, a deer that was hit by a car? They're probably much pickier than that. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't know. How were they going to know? Well, yeah, but denying them would be somehow a homelessist, wouldn't it? If if you if you don't disclose to a homeless person they're eating roadkill, wouldn't that be some kind of violating the homeless person's rights? It doesn't matter. No, I think you have to tell a homeless bum that they're going to eat roadkill. Otherwise, you're like deceiving them. Well, it's better than starving. Do you actually think that there are homeless people who are starving in this country? I haven't seen one. They're strong as I in most of them. I, I can give you one hint. Never get into a fight with a homeless bum. You'll lose. They live in the gutter. They're stronger than you are. I'm talking to Kara. I don't, the whole thing's crazy. I don't know what you need a law about it, roadkill. If you want to eat that garbage, go and eat it. What do I care? You want to die from it? Die from it. Why is it my business? If some geek wants to eat like a muskrat in upstate Pennsylvania or New York, well, it's my business? If, if the guy sees a dead muskrat and he wants to take it home and cook it, what do I care? Why do you need a law about that? I don't understand it. Look at the country we're living in today because of multiculturalism and open borders. In New York, they got people flying in with voodoo snakes in their luggage from, from the Caribbean. Do you ever see what they open up there in the suitcases now at JFK? We've gone from St. Christopher medals to voodoo snakes in luggage in one generation because of the, the wonderful multiculturalism. I never saw anything. The things they take out of a suitcase now. Oh, God. Well, all right. Look, you know, live and, you know, enjoy it. As they say, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Now, what else do we have for you on michaelsavage.com? World protests. Is the world breaking down? Maybe. New Mexico officer resigns after excessive force an 11-year-old girl who allegedly took too much milk. Heartbreaking. Go watch it. This is a sad one. Government hiding link to immigrants carrying EVD-68 virus from Honduras, causing paralysis in U.S. children. Very important story. I should win a Nobel Prize for doing this for three straight years. Trump should fire the head of the CDC and hire me as the number one advisor to straighten out that cesspool, which is run by the drug companies. I never saw such liars in my life. It's all on michaelsavage.com. And while you are there, sign up for the video stream, new low price of nine I'm only going to do this till Tuesday when it's going to happen next Tuesday night. And you can watch the video. You'll enjoy it. Surprise guest will be there, probably four legs with fur. Uh, he doesn't charge too much, which is why I'm bringing him in. 
I mean, if I were to bring in like a top flight, you know, sub host, you know what it cost me? I'm losing a fortune on it anyway. The dog cost me nothing. He works for free. Don't tell anybody that. If Gavin Newsom hears I'm bringing my dog to that event and I'm not paying him for it, he could, he could arrest me yet for exploiting an animal. You never know. You don't know how the state could go. What if you have to like pay next year? You find a Gavin Newsom wrote another bill in his toilet that any pet that's brought, brought to a paid event and is not compensated in some way, it's considered exploitation and slavery, actually. And you could be arrested, taken in by the uh, gee, crazy. I take good care of the dog. Just the veterinary bills alone will pay for it. You know what they cost me in the last year? Forget about it. You don't want to know. All right. When I come back, a serious guest for Unserious Times on The Savage Nation. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. I just had a minor accident in the, in the studio. I um, was joking around during the break, as I often do, while you're listening to the important advertisers who pay for the show. And I said to the guys, I have a mask I'm going to wear at the event. It just dawned on me. So I, I took out a very expensive mask from Italy that's been hanging on my wall for like five years. And it's a happy face and a sad face from like an Italian opera. And I was joking around. I said, which do you like better, the sad or the happy? And then I, Jim said, I like you to wear both faces at the same time. And I said, that's cool. I took it down off my face and I started to sneeze because it's full of dust, mites, and other things from the wall. Could you imagine that wall? It's nice, interesting looking. I'll put it up on the Twitter after the show and you tell me which face I should wear, the happy face or the sad face. The sad one looks good. This is from a Naples kind of opera thing. Very expensive. Anyway, I'm just having fun. You think I'm going to get a heart attack doing this anymore? I'm not doing it anymore. I don't want to get a heart attack over the news. I can't take it. I just get, okay, let's go to a caller. Then we got a great guest, great show, great callers. Harvey and Petaluma, line four. You're on the Savage Nation. Harvey, what's on your mind? Enjoying your program. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I wanted to mention, I heard you talking about putting ashes, taking ashes out to sea. And it reminded me when I was in college, I worked on the back of a crab boat. And uh, we were running crab pot from Morro Bay up to Cambria. And we had some gear in Cambria. We were on our way up there. Got about halfway up there, and the captain goes, uh, you guys, with me and another gentleman on the back deck, and he goes, you guys, I've got something we need to do out in front of Cambria. And we said, well, what's that? And he goes, well, my wife has a friend whose father died, and we're going to put his ashes to sea. And my buddy, my crewmate, mate and I are kind of like, okay, well, we were game for anything. And we got off of Cambria, we were close to the beach, we could see the people standing on the, uh, the shore there, and uh, he gave us the urn, and uh, we went ahead and, and uh, started depositing the urn over the side of the boat, and the wind was wrong. And what you said about the wind is a big item when you're dumping ashes. What, so it blew it in your face, and the wind came up and blew it at you, right? It blew it right at him. Yeah, well, the captain should have known the prevailing wind has to go take the ashes away from the crew, not in their face. Now, I'm saying there's a lot of events here where the captain blows it, sets the boat up in the wrong uh, in the wrong uh, direction for the prevailing wind. Well, he was a competent captain, too, and he still is. And Maybe he did it for fun. Maybe he wanted the ashes to blow in your face. Had ashes all over my lips. Yeah, but maybe he... So you still had the, dead, the taste of the dead man's ashes are still on your lips? No, no, not now. It's been about... Four. No, but it's still in your mind, right? Like somehow you ate a dead man's ashes? I will never forget that. Answer. Yes, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So in other words, some of the dead man's molecules actually went into you. Yeah. Well, he was Ugh, a man, disgusting. so I'm, I'm probably okay with that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not okay with it. I really don't want to inhale a dead man's ashes. 
It was bad enough I wore dead man's pants and I had to inhale uh, secondhand smoke from my father. His ashes I could have done. Well, no, let's not go into my parents. God bless. You know, let him rest in peace. It's Halloween. That's what we're talking about, this stuff. Halloween. To me, there's no Halloween. I don't celebrate it. I'm not from like the, the witch the witch brigades out here in San Francisco. I lock my house up. I shut the lights off. I give the kids nothing. I'll leave out a, a couple of cases of raisins. They'll throw them in the garbage. They won't eat them. They want to go home on a sugar jag. Let's go to something important right now. Our guest is Valerie Richardson of the Washington Times on an interesting topic that I find interesting anyway. Valerie, welcome to the Savage Nation. What is your topic? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I wrote a story uh, on Monday about the a decision by a university in Canada, the University of Victoria, to cut ties with probably its best-known professor, a zoologist named Susan Crockford, who is considered to be, by climate activists, a climate denier because of her research showing that polar bears are actually thriving and not declining, as some have attested. So there's more polar bears than thought, and because she proved that, they fired her? She, uh, she was, a, I should say she was a, an adjunct professor, which means that she didn't have any, she didn't have tenure. She had a, every three years, apparently, they renewed her application. But when she put it in this year, they didn't renew it and they didn't tell her why. Well, because look, the money, all of, all of the research money on, on so-called climate change comes from very few sources. And they all have to conform to the Soviet uh, um, opinion, which is that there's global warming and polar bears are dying. So she went there and what? She actually studied the polar bear populations? Yeah, she's, a, like I said, she's a zoologist. She, you know, she has a PhD. She uh, was was apparently motivated by the fact that so many people, you know, school teachers and children thought that the polar bears were on their last legs. And she said, you know, no, the actual international estimates are a lot higher than that. But there were there were so many predictions that because of declining sea ice in the Arctic that the polar bears were going to decline, um, that people thought, oh, they're you know that they're they're about to go and that they're actually listed as, as threatened into the United States. Well, look, this is called propaganda today. Science has been propagandized. It happened uh, truthfully. It happened on the Stalin in Russia, and anyone who disagreed with Stalin was fired as a scientist, or worse yet. And now, because the scientific establishment here is no different than that, in, in, in some cases like this, especially with the religion of global warming, uh, she was fired. It's a terribly sad uh, story. Where is she today, this scientist? She, um, she was just, this just happened to her a few months ago at the end of last, the last academic year. And then she apparently took the summer off to have hip surgery. And now she's on a speaking tour in Europe. I mean, she's actually very well known. Her name is uh, Susan Crockford, and she's published a lot of books. She's published. Well, I was lucky that I was banned from the uh, academic world many years ago by the same Stalinists who were running UC Berkeley at the time. Uh, as a result, I got mad and I didn't lay down and cry. I went into a new field called talk radio, and here I am 25 years later. People have to find another way to get the message out. I reach more people, for example, in one broadcast than I would have reached probably in 20 years in, 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 uh, in academia. Valerie Richardson of the Washington Times. Keep up the great work. University professor fired because polar bears were thriving, not dying off. Terrible story, but unfortunately, that's the world we are living in today. And now we move on to the other topics on the Savage Nation world protest. We really didn't get into that. Why is the world coming apart at the seams? It seems that way, but we, you know, we got our heads in the sand. You got riots in Chile, Barcelona, Hong Kong, Lebanon, Haiti. There's no riots here in America. Do you know why? Because people are doing well. 
almost all of those riots, with rare exception, are over over uh, cost of living I- items. Chile, they raised the subway fare, riots broke out. Hong Kong, it's over freedom from the communist oppression that the, the Democrats would like to bring to America. You know, secret trials, secret hearings, that kind of thing. The Democrats would fit right in with communist China. That's where Nancy Pelosi belongs. She would open up Pelosi's uh, condominiums over there, uh, Pelosi Towers, and have people rubber hosed in the basement. Lebanon, again, protesting over austerity measures, money. Uh, Haiti, over money, shortage, inflation, money. Why there are no U.S. riots? Answer. Donald Trump's created a booming economy. Whether you like him or not, you know very well that the country's doing much better than it did under any Democrat. And people should accept that. It's that simple. San Jose Dave, line two on the roadkill issue. What's on your mind? Hey, Michael. Um, when I first heard about the roadkill law, my first thought was this taqueria I went to in the mission. I'm supposed to have oh. burritos, oh, right? Uh, yeah, oh, I know what you're going to say now. What they, they were serving roadkill in a taqueria? Well, I asked if I could use the bathroom, walk through the stock room, stepping over boxes and mop buckets and all this stuff. And on my way out, I looked down, and I realized I was standing over this carcass. It had long legs and a long neck. It was skinned, lying on the floor with flies all over it. And I realized that it had to be a deer. And this was before the law. They're poaching or whatever. So now that just anyone can pick them up on the highway... Oh, so they're bringing them into restaurants now in San Francisco. That should add to the, uh, to the climate of the city. Well, meat's expensive. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, why not? Why don't they go to the zoo and kill animals next? They do that anyway. There's stories all over America of illegal immigrants jumping fences and killing zoo animals. But that's swept under the rug by the good liberals who don't want you to know what they're doing to our society. Yeah, I believe it. So what are you going to eat, like a deer taco? <laughs> well, what, 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 the, what, the other white meat, deer? I don't know. It's certainly- How about a possum? How about an opossum taco in the Mission District? That might taste good. Why do you think, look, let's be clear. I've studied ethnic foods for years. The reason hot spices developed in these tropical nations is because a lot of the protein was contaminated. There was no refrigeration, no preservation. The hot spices were used to kill microbes. It's that simple. We don't eat. We should not be eating very spicy foods in this country because we have great refrigeration and great food preservation. And secondly, there are there are definitely causal links between ha uh, uh, the use of very, very hot spices over a long period of time and cancers of the stomach and the esophagus, incidentally. People don't know that. Again, oh, yeah, I love hiked food. I love hot spice. Same in Indian restaurants or Thai restaurants. They're eating overly spicy foods. So you want to come to my video event? Is he gone? He didn't even give me the answer. My, Jim. No, I'm still here. Would you like a free ticket to my video event? That'd be great. All right, well, you just won a free ticket to the Savage Event of the Century, which is coming up next Tuesday night, and it'll be broadcast uh, two days later. It'll be up for people to go to the party with us, and you can start and stop it on demand, which should be fun. And I'm only going to do this for about a week. I'm not making any money on it. I'm losing money on it. But people wanted to be there. It's a private club. They could only fit 80 people. And then there are so many listeners of the show who heard about it that want to go. So for a very low fee of nine ninety five, we put it up on uh, michaelsavage.com and that's it you pay 10 bucks and you can watch it in your own the confines of your own home or the privacy of your own home it should be fun i don't know what i'm going to do yet i don't know whether it's going to be a very big political rally or whether it's going to be more entertainment it's going to be pretty you know like an hour what can you do in an hour with audience questions 
And my attorney, Dan Horowitz, has actually taken the job on of going around with the microphone to control the crowd. See, once you give up a microphone at an event, you lose control of the event. That had it happened in L.A. in two weeks, two years ago. We had a microphone in the audience. You got women come up. They start telling you about like menopause issues. It's like supposed to be a question for me. And in the middle of it, the woman says, you know, when I went into this phase of my life, I, I stop her. Nobody could take the microphone away from her. It was like hysteria. So we decided to have Dan Horowitz, who's a great uh, white-collar prosecutor and defense uh, guy, a defender of uh, such. He knows how to control people in, in a courtroom, so he'll control them there. Yes, ma'am, what would you like to say to Michael Savage? And if she looks like a nut job, he'll pull the mic back. Uh, we're not going to get them. That's a private club. I don't think we'll get too many crazies in there. Uh, well, what if a guy comes up and starts talking about something crazy? I, we're not going to let him go on and on. We're going to control it with Dan. This is the Savage Nation that opens up 50 lines at 855-400. No, we're getting so many calls now. It's wonderful. Eight, oh, look what the guy's calling from Tacoma about the nun, the, the nun's trunk. I'm going to tell that story. Nick in Tacoma, when I come back, I will tell that the nun's trunk story. I'll be right back. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. It's funny how this roadkill thing took off. You know, it just shows you people are interested in everything. What are we actually talking about? Gavin Newsom, in his uh, wisdom, wrote 870 bills since he became governor. 870, not 87, not 800. I never saw anything like this. What did he do? Like in the toilet while sleeping? I'll come up with another. One of them was, a. you're allowed to eat roadkill now. If you kill a deer, elk, antelope, a pig, you can eat the roadkill. So that sort of caught, caught fire here because people are like talking about roadkill all of a sudden. California, Tim, what do you think about the roadkill bill? I was uh, a logger up in the mountains by Yosemite, and uh, somebody had shot a deer. We heard the shot, and we were driving down the road, and there was a doe laying in the road. So we picked it up and took it to my house. I cleaned it, skinned it, dressed it, and had it all wrapped up and ready to hang for a couple of days. I contacted the Forest Service because that was the legal thing to do. We found a doe. They came to to my place said they needed to take the doe. There's no way they could leave me the roadkill or a shot there, and they would take it to a boys' school. Well, they didn't. They took it to their barbecue that weekend and barbecued my deer. You know, I don't have good feel. I, you know, I want to ask you what you think as a guy who actually lives in those places. I'm not a real fan of Forest Service kind of guys. There's something off with that whole area. They, a guy with a 40 caliber Glock, because you caught an extra minnow, that's their business? Well, they, they were the worst up there. They're the worst liberals. We would... Uh, uh-huh. I, I just knew it. I just have a bad feeling about these people with the guns in the, in the forest. There's something wrong with bothering fishermen and hunters. Look, we all need to control it a little bit. But, you know, there's shows on TV like I see them, Alaska Wilderness. I don't like them harassing the, the, the poor Inuits who go and catch an extra fish. There's something wrong with the whole thing. What's the government intruding on people who live off the land like this? Yeah, they stood there with their arms crossed like I had done something wrong. Then they ate the deer that weekend. Yeah, you know, they're crooks with guns. I get it. I'm not a fan of them. Thanks for exposing the the California Forest Service stealing a a roadkill like that. I myself have mixed feelings. I wouldn't eat a muskrat. In other words, when I was a boy, like we're driving around the Catskill Mountains with a Chrysler or whatever, a parent's car. If I heard something bang against the tire and fender, would I stop and take it home and cook it? My, here's a muskrat. Could you? I didn't do it. I didn't take it home. We didn't eat muskrats. Like against our religion to eat a muskrat. But what's the difference when you think about it between a muskrat and like a chicken? 
that that someone ripped its neck off in a, in a slaughterhouse. I don't know, you know, whole thing. Different strokes for different folks. If you like muskrat and it's healthy, go ahead, enjoy it. So, but why does the government have to give you permission to eat a roadkill? Would you eat a skunk, for example? Only a maniac would take a skunk home after he runs it over. That reminds me of uh, uh, the, the breath story I told you, where I, we didn't know what happened when we ran it over. It was the middle of the winter in, in Brooklyn, going over a bridge. And uh, it, we thought we ran something over. The stink in the car was so overwhelming. But it was one arm Frankie had pyorrhea, which is a medical condition. I've told the story numerous. <laughs> it's true. I mean, he talked. You could gag to death. You almost had to be hospitalized when one arm Frank opened his mouth and talked. There was pyorrhea. It wasn't the dead animal under the car. We thought it was. We ran something over. But there were no wild animals on the Kosciuszko Bridge at that time. Maybe there are today. But uh, he just talked. Did you ever meet someone who had a breath like that? There was a lawyer in San Francisco. I forget his name. Very big liberal, a psycho. He defended all of the most crazy left-wingers and the murderers. He defended them. He was said to have a breath on him that people would faint uh, from his breath. I forget his name. He's very well-known, liberal. There is a connection, by the way, with very, very bad pyorrhea and mental illness, I have discovered, if you, if you look into it. I'm not saying it's limited to left-wingers, but I've yet to meet a right-winger who doesn't brush his teeth. Or use a little Lavoris now and again. Left wingers somehow like to smell or overwhelm you with their body odors. There's something sexual about it. It's a psychosexual infirmity that I've not, not yet found in the DSM, but they better look into it real fast and medicate it. That's it. An evening with Michael Savage. Life is a conservative in San Francisco. Sign up on michaelsavage.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. The Westwood One Podcast Network.